Well, let's just uh, set ourselves up for thinking about Christian and creativity by just doing a, a, a few reminders. I hope you don't mind going back over some of the things that I think are keys to understanding this. Uh, next week, God willing, we look at uh, Christian and science, and then the following we will look at Christian and work. And I think these, uh, the, the keys that we started off with are really helpful for this. So you may or you may not remember I suggested a sort of theological toolkit to think about life in this time, this particular day and age that we live in. Psalm 24, verse 1 says, anybody get to it before I, I do? Psalm 24, 1. Thank you. Thank you very much. So the, the starting point there, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And we said God as creator. So uh, he's creator of the world. He made it. And when he looked at it, he assessed it and he said, it is good. Then the second thing that uh, we said was use of this idea, this use of the word world. And uh, if you can get to 1 John 2.15, and you can tell me what, what's the implication, or what does that, what that, what does that sen- sentence say, and what does it, where does it lead us to? Thank you very much. That says, do not love the world. So we've got the, the negative use of the word world. And we, we thought about this. So this is a negative thing. Do not love the world. So it's not good. And can you remember, uh, perhaps in a nutshell, what this use of the word in the Bible is to do with? The flesh. The flesh. Thank you very much. The flesh is the sort of uh, uh, powers and capacities of human nature without God. Uh, So that's the the flesh, the things that we long for, can grasp, can do, can attain without God. It's very very much linked to self. Flesh, any other words that would link up with this? Sin. Sin, yeah. And the difference, how did we get... From there to here, theologically, by the fall. What we call the fall in English-speaking theology, in French-speaking theology, le rupture, the split, but we call it a fall. So uh, sin has entered the world. So the things that were simply good, and that was all there was to it, uh, it's much more complicated now. There are things that are, uh, there's evil and uh, if you think of the world, you might think of a, a human system of thought and culture and action and motivation, which is actually against God. So uh, when it says, love not the world, um, if you love the world, then the love of the Father isn't in you. And we also get that remarkable, and it is a remarkable verse, isn't it? That says, God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, which is a remarkable verse, isn't it? Because this rebellious, ugly uh, mass, God had love towards that and wanted to save those people. And then the third one, uh, this, here's the verse for this, Matthew 5, 45 Somebody read it to us. I got the right one. Yeah, Matthew five forty-five. Second, uh, 
Okay, 44, 45. Thank you very much. So can anybody remember this third sort of uh, idea? Common grace is, what I, uh, is one way of putting it. Yeah, common grace. Common meaning it's all over the place, not meaning substandard. Uh, common grace, and there was another word for it, providence. The way God runs the world, and you notice that he... He, it's he who runs the world. He sends the rain. He sends the sun. So it, it, it's God at work. And he sends these things on the good and the bad, on the just and the unjust. He, he's good and kind to all sorts of people. And he just is that way. And, and actually, Jesus says, you should learn from that. Uh, and you should learn to be as generous and as kind uh, as, uh, uh, as the Father is. So, this common grace and, and, and providence. Uh, God running the world to do good to all sorts of people. And it, it seems to me that under that general heading, as we said before, that's why we've got the NHS. That's why we've got um, police. That's why we've got uh, uh, summer holidays. That's why we've got... Uh, Electricity, running water, uh, health system, all these things are good things that God gives indiscriminately, and we don't deserve it, but uh, they're from His grace, His, as it were, common grace. So we had those three things which I think help us to just place our experience uh, in the world. Now then, the other thing that we looked at was... In Genesis uh, chapter, pretty sure it's chapter one. Genesis one, verse twenty six and twenty seven. Somebody, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's a singular there. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So there's a singular and a plural there. Uh, yeah, this idea of being in God's image, and that is the bit, that is the trail I'd like us to follow for the next few minutes. So God is a certain sort of person, uh, which you find in uh, Genesis chapter 1, and human beings are made like him. There is some correspondence between the sort of person God is and the sort of creatures he has made uh, humankind. So I would like you please to uh, join with two or three people and if you can produce a little list of things that you think uh, are ways in which human beings are in the image of God. God is or does this and human beings are or do something similar. Okay, uh, three minutes with the two or three people next to you. Image of God means what?
it's just yes, it's just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, you ready? Half a minute? <laughs> okay, some, so call out some things. God is something and human beings are similar in that they something or are something. Anybody start us off? Okay, well that's the, that's the one I wanted to end up with. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think th this is the... the, the the one that is relevant for, t for today. God created everything. He made stuff. Uh, and perhaps uh, so we think about the way that he did that. But I think that that is the, the basis for saying that human beings are made to be creative. Uh, we make stuff. Uh, we make, by God's grace, remarkable stuff. And that idea of, uh, let me just... Um, Creator, we are little creators. Let, let's follow it just for another couple of thoughts, because that was one I wanted to end, end up with, and I've got there straight away. Speaks. Yeah, God speaks. And we speak also. And it strikes me that speaking is linked to creativity because every time you speak, you make a thought and you sort of push it out into the air on your breath and it comes into somebody else's head and triggers up something in them. And that's a creative act because you, you're probably saying something that nobody else has ever said quite like it before. You know, even if you say, where's my breakfast? Uh, it, you know, that, that's... That's putting something into reality that, that nobody has done exactly like that before. So I think speech is a creative act. Anything else that you'd say about God? Provider? Yes. He is a provider. So there's something in human beings about providing... That's an interesting thought, isn't it? Uh, um, providing a home, making a home, making a home your home as distinct from whoever it was who lived there before you. Uh, so there's a, a, a something going on there. Yeah, thank you very much. Any other thoughts? Yeah, uh, just. I suppose it doesn't come across in that first chapter, but it, it's, it's certainly true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we were to put judge, yeah. And um, we are, are moral creatures. We understand the idea of right and wrong. And you don't have to be a Christian to understand the idea of right and wrong. Uh, this, um, we're moral creatures. If you just think of the reaction to this horrible uh, incident of the bloke and the, uh, the woman who ran away and, and abandoned the baby, you don't have to be a Christian to say that's awful, do you? Uh, unless you're really hard-hearted, 
really hard, hard to say, oh, well, it was just a little bit of, uh, just a scrap of a few cells, they don't matter. I mean, everybody surely says, that was awful. So there's a, a moral sense built into us. Yep, um, anything else? Work. Work, yep. And that is on the text, isn't it? Because it's put to us as a seven-day week. Uh, God's seven-day week, I'm not, I think it would be a bold person to say that God's days are the same as our days. But anyway, um, he, it, it's modeled on a, a seven-day week, six days working, seven and one day resting. And uh, that is set out as a, a model for us. Uh, so if we say God is a God of work and rest, and people are people of work and rest, and I remember Steve some, some years ago talking about uh, the Sabbath and saying that he'd been to a, a glass factory where the machine making the glass churned out the glass 24-7. And because it was working with hot glass, you couldn't afford to let it stop. So it just churns out glass 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But we're not like that. We're not made to be like that. We're made to work and rest. Uh, so we could, and, and that, that rest of God is, uh, has got more than just a temporal uh, content to it. It's, there's an eternal rest, which is in Hebrews, uh, that, that, uh, that God has a, an eternal blessedness that the world is heading towards. Okay, one more. Love. Love. Well, there's a thought, yes. Yeah, God is a God of love, and we are creatures who can love. That's, a, that's an interesting one, isn't it? The, the Psalm 104 is the one that says, He gives grass for the cows to eat. He makes places for the rabbits to live. Isn't that, is that Psalm 104? And uh, so... If you have that psalm as spectacles and you look out into the world, you see it's full of God's care and generosity. And I think love would be the right word for that. He, he sort of pours his love into the world. Okay, let me just put one other here. He's a God of, now then, I don't even know I can spell this, aesthetics, meaning that he appreciates things that are beautiful. Because every day he says, that's good. That's good. That's good. So, I don't, is it A-E? A-E-S? And if you look at Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, look at what Eve says when she's shown the fruit Whatever it was, we don't, it doesn't say it was an apple, does it? But people think it say it was an apple. Genesis 3, verse 6. Somebody read it out. Thank you. Interesting that what the woman thought, she's practical and she's got a sense of taste. Uh, a taste in the you know, aesthetic sense, as in good taste. Because she says, it's good for food. So, nutritious, practical. And then she says, it was a delight to the eyes. So, that's a very beautiful fruit, that is. Lovely color. Lovely texture. Very fine shading, lovely pattern on the leaves or whatever it is. But whatever it was she saw, she saw it was a delight to the eyes. And then she also saw it was desirable to make one wise, which I think she was, mm, you know, it's, a bit, it's getting into a dodgy area there. But, but it's noticeable that she, she, she had an aesthetic sense back in the garden, you know, decorating the house. I think that would be a nice fruit to have on the wallpaper because it's a very, it's pleasing to the eye, that sort of fruit. So uh, we've already, we've got aesthetics there. 
and I think that leads us on to the idea of creativity. So let us, I'm going to skip a bit here. Um, I, think I'll just, I think I will stop on this one. So th this is like one minute. <laughs> um, what sort of human activities then do you think come under the idea of being creative and perhaps having this aesthetic sense? What sort of human activities would you say are creative activities? So I've told you I think speech is a creative activity, but have another think. So you might look around and see what people do. Um, so this is going to be one minute, so you have to be really quick. Creative activities. Ten seconds. Okay, right. Creative activities. Corin and Ruth, give us one. Okay. Teaching. I think so, yeah. I mean, you can teach by just saying turn to page 304 and copy the diagram. But yeah. yeah I, and I think, I think I, yeah, I think that's a creative act, yes. Yeah. Okay, somebody else? Art. Okay, we'll come back to that. Did you say drawing? Thank you. Other creative things? Music? Singing? Writing? Thank you. Designing? Thank you. Drama? Architecture? Literature, dance, poetry, which one? I absolutely, playing football, because I think football is a wonderfully creative activity, because if you look at it, you say, there's this, there's, there's a defender there, there's a goal there. Who would have thought that anybody could invent a shot that just went, whoa, right there, bang into the... That is fantastic. And that's creative. And I don't, you know, we shouldn't just let it all be the highbrow stuff, you know, literature, art, poetry and stuff. I mean, football is creative. Yeah, well, I'm going to put football because it is the beautiful game, isn't it? <laughs> Cooking, yeah, cooking is creative. Problem solving is creative. I mean, if you think of AI, artificial intelligence, just correct me if I'm wrong. Artificial intelligence isn't actually, it's certainly artificial, but it isn't actually intelligent. It just looks at all the things that other people have done before and thinks, and it, well, it thinks it sort of works out, well, that's, probably the best answer, something like that. Uh, but if you really want a problem solved from scratch, you've got to ask a person, because a person is the creative one. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say mathematics is creative. Yeah, because here, here's, a, here's a problem, 
And to solve it, you actually have to think and come up with something that is the solution, don't you? Uh, the, the whole mathematical um, uh, project has been building on what other people have found, and it's a, it's a creative thing. Would you? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to put mathematics because I think we need to have a, a, a broad idea of what being creative is. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person does it. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Right. Relationships. Yes. So I think there's a, 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 a creativity is quite a wide thing. So I, I want to f focus on this one. Uh, art uh, for the purposes of this evening and uh, in, in a moment I want to ask um, Danielle and Irene to come and tell us about their creative work but uh, I, I want to stop on art and um, I'm going to draw on Ellis Potter from Labrie. Did you remember, anybody remember Ellis Potter coming and, and speaking to us? Yeah, um, and so you will, you will remember this particular thing where he said, and he did it like this, what is art? What is art? Do you remember him saying that? Uh, who can remember what the answer is? What would you say was the answer? What would you ask your person next to you what they would say the answer? What is art? Kunstler is artist, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's. Um, what? Pardon? Art is anything creative. That's a good answer. Anybody else come up with an answer? Uh, yeah, there's, there's rep that's a particular subset of um, sort of representational art. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, don't, don't hang on. Let's wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. John Humphreys, the, who used to be present the Today program, he was very scathing, wouldn't he? Say, so and so's done. You know, uh, uh, what's her name? Tracy Emin's unmade bed. Said, is that art? He say, that's not art. But okay, okay. Hold on. Right. This uh, right what expression. expression expression yeah I think that, I mean I'll tell you what Ellis Potter said he said art is a deliberate human act art is a deliberate human act and you think about that. Uh, so, my disadaction. So, in other words, so there can be good art and bad art. There can be complicated art and simple art. There can be ugly art and beautiful art. But if you think of it, that means it's quite a powerful definition because it's saying making a cup of tea can be art. Uh, and it depends what you put in. You know, make it nicely, make it with love, make it carefully. Put the right amount of milk in. Yeah, in some cultures, that is art. Uh, I mean, it, it isn't just a funny thing to say it's art, but it is art. And if you, if you think about that, it actually links up with something that's going to be said in a couple of weeks, I think. But if art is a deliberate human act, something I choose to do, and might choose to do it well, I might choose to do it to the best of my ability. I might choose to do it 
in some beautiful way. I might choose to do it in an ugly way. I might choose to do it for God's glory. I might not bother. But it's a very wide definition, and I think well worth thinking about, actually, because it transforms life. So you don't actually have to be a poet or a musician or a, um, an architect to be an artist. And you can, you can bring art in that sense into every moment of every day. Here's a... Yeah, it's a sort of trickle-down effect. And I suppose it's a trickle-up effect as well because you're saying, here I am making a cup of tea. Lord, I'm making this for you. And um, the sense that the Lord accepts that and values it as, as something beautiful done for, for him. I'm not going to press that particular button too hard because I think we'll probably come back to that in a couple of weeks. But I think that's a very transforming um, statement about the dignity of human creativity. I choose to do this particular thing, Lord, for you, even if it's ever so simple, and it, it's a creative act. Okay, so let's, let's pause there for a moment. Um, could I ask you two to come up, and could I ask, can you get could you kindly sit over there? Because the microphone went reach over there. I thought Italy, and then you came to the UK, and things changed yeah. a bit. Just yeah, we have tell us a little bit. story yeah. about how we start. Um, starting many years ago, um, I opened my um, music etiquette, so my uh, create music with musician, and. Uh, yeah, we, I start with that, and then I transform everything, um, so um, my company, in a video producer. So I start with music producer, and then a video producer. Uh, yeah, then also photography. How, how old were you when you started the music production business? 22. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, I studied art since I was uh, very young. I went to a art school and uh, I studied graphic design and photography. I also did other kinds of things like drawing and uh, also sculptures, things like that. But the main thing was graphic design and photography. So when I finished the study, I opened up my own business and I was working as a graphic designer and taking photos for everything that I need. Uh, you know, to complete my graphic design work. So every time I needed photos of uh, uh, items or things that needed to go on a flyer, on a catalogue of things like that. And, yeah. <laughs> Have people seen um, Irene's uh, graphics work on uh, Instagram or Facebook or anything? She's fantastic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> so... So are you both, is that what you're both doing now? So you're doing music production, you're earning a living doing graphic design? Uh, no. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> no. As many of you already know, yeah, <laughs> since we moved here, we changed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we do... We, yeah, we um, put together what we, um, what, what we know. Uh, so I worked a lot with video, she worked a lot with um, uh, photos, and uh, we try to put together and um, we create our uh, own company that are made um, mostly is wedding photographer and videographer, um, social media content, um, interview, yeah. something about graphic Anything as well. Anything is, is related, yeah, to yeah, our work, but mainly, yeah, we, at the moment, it seems like <laughs> we're very busy with weddings. <laughs> at the moment, yeah. yes, the majority of the, our works is wedding. But you're also working for an estate agent? Yes, I also work for an estate agent, taking pictures of houses who always smile at me. Smile, chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And you, I have to be really careful what I say about people who take pictures of houses. So you, you, you carefully make the best of the, of the house when you take the photograph. Yeah. And then you do magic things with it afterwards? 
Magic things is just to balance colors and lights in order to present it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Um, now then, I had, uh, please feel free to, to ask some questions. I, I had some questions. So, how does your Christian faith impinge, affect your, uh, your creative work? Uh, you want to answer? Go ahead. Uh, for me, a lot. So, I mean, um, think about God. Think about um, what uh, God teaches us. It's uh, a lot of, on my creative. Because, um, so when you start to create something, you, you can have a lot of ways to create um, th what you want to create. Uh, you, can, you can choose to create in a bad way, so I mean, uh, in a um, uh, situation is not good, it's ugly, how you said before, or in a beautiful uh, way, or in a dark way, or in a light way. So be a Christian, uh, guide you uh, about your heart, about your creativity. Because you bring what you got inside. You yeah. bring your, yeah. Because actually you want to give the, the emotion you have inside. Uh, if you have light inside, you're going to get out light. If you have darkness inside, you're going to get out darkness. Mm. Mm. I, I also, yeah, I also will say, God say to us that teach, the Bible teaches us uh, that when we do something to do uh, everything that we do for the glory of God, you mm. say something similar before, yep. and, uh, and I think this is always at the back of my mind, you know, when I work, and um, sometimes it's about uh, creativity, so bring things out when I work, uh, so to send a message, especially uh, like uh, with my drawings that you mentioned before, mm. I did some drawings, and some of you have it, so I did, uh, I'm experimenting. <laughs> I, um, I basically created uh, uh, some prints, uh, some, some things with um, verses from the Bible, and so um, many actually people from the church are encouraging me <laughs> to do mm. it more, <laughs> and I have a project that I'm working on it, because it will be very nice also to spread out uh, the word of God in a nice way, you know, with yeah. some drawings yeah. on it, so that people can also enjoy even to read it, to put it on a wall maybe, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And also another thing is um, in my work, like you mentioned before about photographing houses, uh, I have the chance to meet people quite often. Mm. So, and I quite, quite often I engage into, you know, um, chat or, you know, about anything. So and if I have the chance uh, and sometimes I meet very nice people to talk about God is always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but you can see the Christianity everywhere in the art. So, I mean, if someone is a Christian person, like, for example, in the photography, so if you do a portrait for, uh, of one person, so the, the photo is not just the picture about someone, but you want that, that the photo go out some uh, emotion. So if you make a picture of someone, you can choose as photographer, if you want that um, emotion is a bad emotion or is a good emotion. Mm. Of course, if you are a Christian, what you're looking for is something about joy, love, uh, all the good things that uh, God gave us. Mm. This is mm. what the Christian wants. Thank you very much. Um, uh, so please chip in if you like. I mean, uh, Richie, when you you do some fantastic art as well, actually, mm -hmm. if yes, I may say so. Yes, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you, does does Christianity make a difference to you in in that, or, or how does that work? Hmm. It's a helpful thing, isn't it? You, you, you find it helpful? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's very therapeutic. I don't know. 
And, and, it, and it, it's, it, the stuff you do is really good. Yeah. An awful lot of the things on that list are becoming more and more recognised as beneficial to people's mental health. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it, it's people being what people were meant to be. Yeah, can I can I just it's a slightly different tack, but you did touch on it. Um, now, when you're producing your photographs of a house to sell it, I mean, you do make it look attractive. I mean, that, that's a, a very um, my, you know, a minor example of something, but there's, I mean, you were saying about you might, when you take a photograph of somebody, you can project an emotion. I mean, what about that famous painting of the, the French revolutionary who was murdered in his bath? I mean, that is a, um, he was made to look like a martyr, and actually, he was a fairly horrific guy. I mean, what about the f films like? Uh, Clockwork Orange or, um, or uh, Pulp Fiction, which are technically brilliant, mm. but make you laugh at things that are not really funny. Yeah. Do you, uh, how, how, how as Christians do we, you know, do we make judgments of that sort? Yeah, thank you. Well, um, I suppose the, the, the answer lies in the interconnection of these things, isn't it? and the idea that the wheat and the weeds grow together. So it is possible to have something which is technically inspired, but the message and motivation of it is subhuman and evil. So that's why we need wisdom to discern things, isn't it? Yeah. An interesting thought on that is that you, you can have a, an artistic presentation that appears to be dark, but could have like a message which appears to be evil on the surface, but the intention could be something different. So like Alice Cooper, for example, is a born again Christian. He's a believer. He's a brother. But if you go to see his stage shows on the surface, it looks quite dark and horrific. But if you speak to him about it, his motivation is somewhat different. He'll say, he'll say that he's trying to get over um, I can't remember exactly what his words were. I wouldn't like to misquote him, but there are interviews out there. It's, it's really quite an interesting um, way of presenting things, uh, the motivation yeah. behind it. This uh, is Alice Cooper. He, he, he has a lot of makeup on and really musician. dark, sort of gothic mm. eyes. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether I can get my head around that, but he, he, he certainly uh, has that uh, side as a, as a, as a born-again believer, doesn't he? But it, yeah, sorry, Ruth. Can we have the microphone? Because this is actually quite helpful. And if, if Katie wanted to listen at home, she'd be able to. C can I just up. say one before it goes? You can also, of course, um, you, along the similar lines, that sort of the creative side of, of hu humanity can be used to, to deceive as well yeah. um, in, in many ways. Yes, there's a, a, a statement by Francis Schaeffer where he says the artistic form enhances the didactic statement. The, the artistic form enhances the didactic statement. So it, you're trying to say something and the artistic form sort of gives it power and uh, pushes that message. So, yeah, right, if the message that you're trying to push is an evil one, you can use a God-given gift of art to... Uh, enhance that and push it out. Um, likewise, uh, uh, as, as you were saying, that if you have a Christian message, you can, or a Christian sort of impetus, that the artistic form can bring that out, you know, in a photograph or, or yeah. uh, in, in representations of, of uh, I mean, you do some flowers and things, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, flowers yeah. and things. Like that. 
and, and to say, you know, this is a good thing, this is something that God's made. Yeah, Ruth. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking, as you guys were sharing, um, there was a, a, a verse of a song that we sing from time to time um, that came to mind, and um, I'll read it in a second. I, I, I was just thinking of that desire that you alluded to, like where you, from your heart, you, you desire for those you're communicating with, the kind of bride and groom, or um, uh, those you're creating work for, that, that there is that heart's longing, not just to kind of fulfill the brief and, and do your work well, but ultimately for them to, to know Christ and to see him in you and in, in the work through the beauty of the work. And it reminded me of the last verse of um, may the mind of, of Christ my Savior, may his beauty rest mm. upon me as I seek the lost to win, and may they forget the channel seeing only him. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Actually, if I can add one more thing yeah, to yeah, what Ruth see. just said, is that uh, a beautiful thing is that you also feel that desire to to do something for God with the gift that God gave you. Uh, just to give you an example, like when I was in Sicily in the church, I remember um, there was a time when we needed new hymns uh, and there were no, we couldn't find new hymns with the songs we liked and, uh, and nobody knew what to do. And I was a graphic designer. Yeah. So I bought, um, at the time I had to buy um, a software because I needed to start doing things like catalogs and things like that. And my first thought was like, oh, as, as soon as I have this software, I'm gonna learn it by making the new hymns for the church and I remember this is what I did so I did the hymns and my dad helped me to correct them to bound them we bound them together and then we brought all these uh, hymns for the church and that was the first thoughts for me was the most important thing was like what can I do with this something yeah. for the church you have that feeling inside so. thank you I primed you up with another couple of questions and, and I'll perhaps can, uh, put, put them into one so n now you, you let's say so you're earning a living, or it's not quite, it, it, so uh, earning a living in the creative area. So what, what are the issues? Do, do you, do, are there any drawbacks or um, issues that you come across is one part of the question, and, and blessings is another part of the question. But uh, and, uh, you sort of touched on the blessings. But are there any difficult areas that come your way that perhaps wouldn't come across other people's way? The first thing that comes up to my mind is that people rarely recognize a, a creative work as a job like the others. Mm -hmm. So we're making a living of it. But quite often, people think that to create is just something funny, enjoyable, it won't take you a lot of time. So quite often, one of the biggest issues is that people expect you to do things for free yeah. <laughs> when you're actually working yeah. and you know, and uh, Richard knows <laughs> yeah. how long it takes. It's quite often, you know, people come and say, oh, can you do this beautiful painting for me, expecting you to do it for free, you know, yeah. but they don't know how many hours that's behind that work. Yeah. All the, the, also talking about photo and video, the education. Daniel and I um, are always studying. We always invest because we're taking courses. Uh, we need to replace equipment because it becomes old. Uh, for instance, um, you probably heard like everyone nowadays about artificial intelligence. Everyone is talking about that. Daniel and I know about that since at least a year because we've been using it because we study, we, we are a little bit like ahead, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, like on these things and all these things so that people don't see, sometimes they don't appreciate or don't understand what's all the work behind. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, although we would love to do things for free, free doesn't pay bills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is one of the common issues because if, if you think like, um, I don't know, if you, if you ask an architect to do a work for you, you physically see the work, so yeah. you wouldn't expect the architect to do it for free for you, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Is yeah. it true? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's really difficult for, for it because how Irene said, uh, if you don't, don't do that hard for a long time, uh, so you lose the ability to make a good art, a good mm -hmm. creativity, because you need to always um, practice and improve yourself. Because actually what you did uh, before is not enough anymore. So mm. like we said as a, a photographer, for example, I said here before the, um, the motion. So you start to make picture, you want to have a good light. Okay, you have a good light. Now you have to uh, have a good pose. Okay, you have a good... When you are able to realize that a good picture, perfect picture, you want something more and you want to go through the emotion of your picture. So you always grow up in uh, your art and uh, your uh, creativity. If you stop, you go back. Yeah, so in other words, not, not like a machine. No, yeah. You're, exactly. you're putting something of yourself into it. Yeah, <laughs> Steve. Well, I was just gonna pick, pick up on the thing that um, Irene was saying about, about being paid for it. Um, I mean, this is a fairly new idea that people would do art for free. I mean, people didn't think that in the, in the Renaissance, you know, you didn't get, you know, depending on how good a paper, pick painter you were, the more money you expected to get. And it particularly perhaps applies to Christian writers of Christian books and, um, and um, music. That, you know, sometimes people's a bit cavalier about copyright and so on and don't actually insist that the people should be paid for their um, their work. I mean, that's what they do. It's their their livelihood. Yeah. You can, shouldn't expect them to do it for free just because they're Christians. Thank you. I'm interested, Bill. You, I mean, would you, you? You're in the. You were for a long time a sort of creative craft crafts person. How did you find being a Christian in that environment? Um, well, I, I worked in uh, for a number of years, I guess, um, in the high end of fashion world. Uh, designing and making wonderful collections and clothes. Um, worked for a number of very good companies. Um, and in those companies, obviously, I think the element that perhaps I would have come across as uh, um, the non-Christian element in the workplace, I guess. Um, had to navigate, I suppose, through um, people's um, different views of life and the world and uh, it's been in the fashion industry it's always very flamboyant I guess mm -hmm. and talking about worldly very worldly um, but um, I guess I managed to retain my um, how would you say my balance in yeah. the workplace integrity and integrity as being being a Christian yeah. I'll never let that uh, actually uh, slip. And, um, but also, um, I suppose it's working through that um, environment, I guess, um, which is very creative, very expressive. And uh, I saw very creative people, very intelligent, clever, artistic people through textile design, um, jewellery design, fabric, um, all sorts of fashion items, I guess. And it, it, I saw that a great beauty, and I saw that as a, something to be celebrated, I guess, and enjoyed. And uh, although I, I guess there's a tension there, because as a Christian you feel that the fashion world is not one that Christians should be identified with, perhaps. You know, it's, it's, it's perhaps um, what one would call worldly. But I suppose there's that tension there. There's a tension. As a Christian. Yeah. yeah. And um, retired now, obviously. Um, looking back, it was, it was a good life. Yeah. And uh, met lots of wonderful people. And uh, at times was able to... Um, witness and talk about Christ and one particular job that was 
we had great opportunities there and people became Christians um, through various witnesses there and we used to have good times together and Bible studies at lunchtime and so forth. So that was, that was a good thing. And yeah. that was, we were allowed to do it then. I don't think perhaps you could do it in, the, in this age. That was quite about 30 years ago, I guess, well, when I was a lot younger. But um, yeah, so it's, it's quite complicated, but. Yeah, yeah, thanks very much. I think David wanted to say something. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, um, you, were, you were asking about uh, the challenges to um, doing, making a living in the design field. I mean, for a while now doing in inspections for builders, I've not been on the creative side myself, but I see a lot of architects' drawings. Um, and I would just say this, that I think in our country, I mean, architects are always, that their egos can become quite a problem. And they are always trying to, you know, it's like the most important thing about this new design you've been asked to do is it's got to be totally different to anything anyone's done. And then they get in a real pickle because they've made it totally different. Then they've got to work out how to build it. And they're so <laughs> obsessed with the pretty, pretty bit mm -hmm. that they don't follow it up with a bit of... Um, so there's, there's um, yeah, I think egos can get very inflated. I mean, even in football, we, we touched on earlier, oh. can be very creative when you admire it, but then you can see people who have become semi-gods in the eyes of yeah. our culture, and it suddenly is a bit less attractive. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, talk about payment. Uh, thanks, Dave, for that. that I mean, we, we used to, I don't know whether we still complain about fat cat bankers, but the amount of money that footballers earn, I mean... It, it's a scandal, isn't it? I mean, they do a great job, but that amount of money? Yeah. Um, I was interested in, in Daniela talking about the amount of background sort of training and um, skill development and think, thinking and planning and... Uh, you know, that's apparent, you know, that goes on in your mind yeah. in, in a creative <laughs> thing. And I, it couldn't, I, I, and you put mathematics on the board, so I couldn't help but go back to um, when Steve here was doing his, his, his PhD, for example, because in mathematics, it's, it's, by the time you get to that level, then you're being truly creative because you're in a sense, you're, you're pushing the boundary of whatever mathematical specialism. And of course, it takes you, it takes you years and years to get there, just like it takes you years and years oh, yeah. to, to build up your skills. And it all goes on in, in the head. So when he was doing his PhD, he probably apparently sort of put pen to paper or finger to word processor, sort of you know, for a bare few hours a day, but it's all going on in, in, in the head yeah. and creative. Um, and I, I, I sort of, I joke that, yeah, I, I, I joke that the difference between sort of, I'm not a real mathematician. He's a real mathematician because he has been known to wake up in the middle of the night and scribble, occasionally, <laughs> scribble down... <laughs> you know, the answer to a problem, or his brain works on it over... I mean, not so much these days, but, you know, works on it overnight. And in the morning, you can sort of see the way forward. Um, so it, it, it is creative. Yeah. 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 OK. Famous. There's a famous Dilbert cartoon, of course, which is, which is about timesheets. And he, I can't remember all the details, but he says, I, I, you know, I've filled in this timesheet, I've filled in the time I was in committee, I've filled in the time I was doing my paperwork, I've even filled in the time I, I spent spending in this timesheet. Oddly enough, the time I spent in the shower designing circuit boards in my head is not in the timesheet. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> like, being, like being a pastor, actually. Um, yeah, over here, yes. Yeah, doing exactly what you said about the graphic design stuff. Like when you design the web, when you design a website from scratch, the scratch is takes more time than what comes out at the end of it, because you have to design the code, you have to think about the the end point. 
And you have to design that in your head, which is sometimes what you're saying, Steve, about it's all thinking. You just think about it more. You have to design it. You have to story, even storyboarding something. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's more, that's enjoyable more than the end product sometimes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to just, uh, maybe one, one, I haven't finished asking you all the questions yet, but um, I think we will, we will stop in a minute. Um, does anybody else want to say anything or ask anything? I was just going to mention, um, in my job, um, teaching English to foreign students, um, there's a lot of creativity in the classroom. And um, I was thinking of uh, pronunciation and the phone, phonemes and how I teach the student the weak forms in English. And we, we've been talking, you know, we just talk, but we don't really realise that we use the, the schwa, the uh sound. And um, I teach my students, you know, we don't say to the bathroom, we say to the bathroom. Mm. And to get that in there, and they're like, what? You don't say to, you say to. Yeah, that's a weak form. So that's all about creativity, teaching them how the awareness of listening to um, connected speech and how the sounds link together that creates, um, you know, we don't, we don't put the t sometimes on, on words because it links, the, the vowel links with the, the, um, the consonant. So that's, it's all kind of beautiful and uh, creative. Well said, yeah, thank you very much. Let's, let's stop, shall we? Now, what was the hymn that you quoted from? We'll, we'll, let's sing that, and then we'll say a prayer. May the mind, May the mind of Christ my Saviour. Anybody find the number of that? 